Hi, this is Julian with BehindTheAudio.com. Welcome to another podcast. Today I'm interviewing Yannick Suisse and Robin Birner, two guys who work together under the name of Audinity. And they have recently scored the soundtrack for The Guild 3. And in general, they have quite the portfolio when it comes to games that are set in historical eras. So without further ado, here's Yannick and Robin, aka Audinity. Yeah, uh, hi, hi, Robin, hi, Yannick, uh, welcome. You guys call yourselves Audinity. You have a, a studio that specializes in uh, services based on music, mainly composing music, especially for video games, and sometimes making sound design as well. And um, the latest big release you guys were involved in was The Guild 3. But you also scored uh, some other big projects in the past. So just let me start with your history. When did you guys get together? What were some of the bigger milestones you, you worked on together? And also, why did you team up in the first place? Well, uh, first of all, thanks for having us. <laughs> um, we got together in 2010, actually. That's like eight years ago. And mm -hmm. uh, that was for the project The Guild 2 Renaissance. That was an add-on for The Guild 2. So uh, mm -hmm. uh, the previous title for The Guild series uh, by Joe Wood Entertainment. And uh, well, I was the composer at that time. And I needed some help time-wise, uh, production-wise. And Robin, who I knew from another project we were working on uh, at that time, uh, I hired him for this project uh, for the Guild to Renaissance, and he helped me out, and we did, and we worked very well together, and everything turned out great. So uh, we decided that was great. Let's do this again, mm -hmm. and so we got back together on other projects and founded Audinity in 2012 to work professionally on other games and. Uh, other projects, productions. Mm -hmm. and, and looking at your portfolio, uh, it appears that you have found a niche in games that are set in some historical era. <laughs> uh, is that something that just happened or did you try to get into that or how, how did that come about? Well, it it happened quite naturally, I would say, because mm -hmm. Wickel 2 Renaissance, okay, it's a historical, <laughs> it's a historical game mm -hmm. based during medieval times. But um, I think it's, it's safe to say that both Yannick and I, during our childhood, we really, really enjoyed playing historical games, mm -hmm. mainly strategy games, because most historical games are also strategy games or city builders. That's true, yeah. Some sort. So... It was like a yeah natural development for us, but at the same time, I don't think that we are like only focused on the historical aspects of game. Mm -hmm. I mean, we also did some uh, some stuff which is uh, completely different, uh, like feed and grow fish, mm -hmm. another little small indie game, which is quite popular when you search on it on YouTube mm -hmm. and Google. And this music has nothing to do with historical stuff yep. <laughs> at okay. all. But yeah, mainly, I would say, like, 
the games we are most interested in writing music for, yeah, they are historical based of some sort. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think that's what the what our clients and the uh, game studios trust us to do. Like mm -hmm. uh, we have lots of experience in the historical uh, field, and I think they they think. Well, the guys of Audinity, they know how to do this, and well, I, at least I hope they, <laughs> they think so. But um, well, that's what we do most of the time. And but, like Robin said, yeah. uh, we have also other credits, uh, absolutely, absolutely not set in historical settings. Mm -hmm. But that's our spe uh, specialization and our niche. And I also noticed uh, <laughs> some. Uh, tendency to for to uh, northern Europe in your in your portfolio, uh, <laughs> like you do stuff for Paradox, uh, for uh, THQ Nordic. So you did uh, the the Cossacks DLC for I'm not sure how to pronounce that in English Europa Universalis. Um, yes. Then you did uh, yeah some other uh, the Guild uh, uh, game now was also published by THQ. Um, how did you get this connection to Sweden or uh, <laughs> Scandinavia? Well, that's a story for Yannick, I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. Um, well, back at the time of the Girl 2 uh, mm -hmm. Renaissance, which was our first project we did together, um, the Girl was still in the hands of Joe Wood, uh, mm. which was based in Austria. Vienna in Austria. Yep. And Shortly after the Go to Renaissance, uh, they were acquired by THQ Nordic or Nordic Games at mm -hmm. that time, and they then renamed themselves to THQ Nordic. And so now uh, the Go series is in Swedish hands, and we are sure. we are a partner for the Swedish uh, company. And uh, well, how we got to Paradox? That's a funny story because I was. Working at a company which was doing film music concerts. They were producing, they are producing film music concerts. I was working there in 2013, I think. And I was looking for video game scores, uh, sheet music, which could be performed in concerts. Oh, I, uh, I was which... just on research, like which scores could be performed in. Uh, live in concert. And I had contacted Andreas Waldetoft, uh, who is the in-house composer at Paradox. Mm -hmm. And uh, I talked to, uh, to him a little and uh, said, well, there are no, there is no sheet music to be performed, but if someone would like to, uh, would be willing to arrange and transcribe some pieces for concert <laughs> performances, I'd be happy to. I uh, see what I, this is I'd going. be happy to see this. Yeah, and I said, well, uh, sure, I do it. Yeah, and <laughs> I started working on on an arrangement, but I never finished it because uh, as there was no real actual concert performance ahead of us. Uh, which it could be performed. Um, there was not that much motivation, and I had other uh, more important things to do, mm -hmm. to say. And uh, this arrangement, this uh, sheet music arrangement, never got finished. But I don't know why or how. 
a year later, Andreas came back to me and said, well, Yannick, I need help with a project I'm doing. I need uh, help with the music for a game I'm scoring. Uh, <laughs> would you like to help us out, to help me out? And Robin, I said, well, yeah, sure. And uh, that was like, like a big coincidence. And I don't, I'm not sure why he chose me who failed in finishing this, <laughs> this arrangement before. But, well, he did. And that was, I think that was the Cossacks DLC in 2015, mm -hmm. released in 2015. And uh, apparently this went well. Yeah, uh, we did some more DLCs and more projects for them in the past mm -hmm. day, and I hope we can continue this collaboration with them because it's very interesting and very exciting projects. So the fact that uh, you work with Paradox and Nordic, those two don't have anything to do with each other. It's just a coincidence that you ended up in the north <laughs> with both those paths, essentially. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's safe to say that I think. Funny, and, and that's a cool story because I think it kind of it kind of goes to show that you know it it is sort of a happy coincidence, and it's it's always based on a, a little bit of getting lucky, uh, like if you want to score bigger projects. But then again, um, it it also shows that you can kind of force those, and you can just say, "Are you looking for someone to to turn this into a, an orchestra arrangement?" Well. Yeah, I can do it, whatever. <laughs> yeah. and then it just, you know, and that's that's how you kind of came down that 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 road. That's really cool. Uh, but now that we're already talking about the the whole setup, just some information for our listeners. Um, so the Guild One is, a, or the Guild in general, is a very popular game series, especially here in Germany. I think um, that sold hundreds of thousands of copies, probably uh, since I think two thousand two is when the first one uh, came out. And the first two installments, as you just said, Yannick, were developed by uh, Four Head Studios at the time and then published by Joe Wood, which, uh, who are based in Austria, or rather were, because they were acquired by um, Nordic Games, who are now called THQ Nordic from Sweden. And the Guild 3 is now in their hands and it's being developed by a new uh, developer by a different studio called Golem Labs, who are based in Canada um and yeah whose previous game was also published by thq nordic which is probably why they went with those guys uh did i get this right so far yes i think so okay okay so the game's um been in development for a while it's now in early access um when did you guys get on board um well we talked about uh what we know the producers uh, since the Guild 2 Renaissance, mm -hmm. so, and we stayed in contact, and we are like good friends now. And so he contacted us in 2014, end of 2014, I think, in the early stages of the production or in the planning of the, the Guild 3. And he said, do you want to make music? Could you do a pitch? Uh, could you write a demo for us? And we demoed for them. And uh, then until we actively got to write music for the game, several months went on. And I think we started in, uh, in 2016. Okay. Yes. Mar March, and, um, March 2016. So it's been two um, years now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Exactly. 
And uh, I already listened to the soundtrack, so it's it's finished. Uh, how long has it been finished? Since um, yeah, last last year, January last year, okay. 2017. Mm -hmm. So it's is, been... is that is that right, Yannick? Yes, that's uh, that's correct. <laughs> um, uh, we finished composing the music in, in January 2017, I think, and uh, well. After that, the music had to be implemented into the game yeah. and mm -hmm. uh, some minor changes and this and that, you know, how this goes. Sure. Because the game uh, evolves and develops uh, further. So so has the music too. Yeah, I know that one. It's always like, oh, you have to finish the music by next week. It's super important. And then you do and then nothing happens for half a year. And then the studio gets back to you and says, Hey, uh, we made some changes to the game. Could you make some changes to the soundtrack as well? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, it, it was a, a little bit like that. I mean, we got together with our producer and like, yeah, we, we said, okay, we, we need X amount of music for like this gameplay situation mm -hmm. or that gameplay situation. But, you know, as you just said, during the process of development and writing the soundtrack, like we changed our initial plan a little bit mm -hmm. to better fit to the actual game. Yeah, that was going to be my next question because the game is still in early access. So you were essentially writing music for gameplay that didn't quite exist yet. Uh, but then again, the music is more, uh, I don't know, it's more loop based background music, I suppose, because the game is, uh, is like a... Uh, simulation game where you don't have to score for particular uh, 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 cues, cutscenes, like you don't have to time it that much. So it wasn't that much of a hurdle to just write music for gameplay that was still subject to change, right? Um, yeah, yes. exactly. You, you, can, you could say it like that, but um, I think uh, the music for the Guild Free, it's, it's like a bit of a you know, new thing. Mm -hmm. for the series it evolves with a player so it's not mm. static in like a sense that you, you're a you know you play because of the guild free it's basically kind of a role play game mm -hmm. just for people who don't know what it is so you have a character and the, your character progresses and you know like goes from a, being a poor dude yep. during medieval times to being a very rich noble Mm -hmm. In the end, and the music kind of reflects that. Oh, sweet. So it's not, I wouldn't say it's like, um, you were right, it's, it's not like music, which is like a cutscene, you know, mm -hmm. which is very time-based, but it's very gameplay-based mm -hmm. and progress-based on your character. So you I had still, to know uh... the different tiers that the player could reach. You had to know yes. how many levels there are and you would score the music for each of those levels? Exactly. Yep. Um, the player, the character, can grow from a yeah, like Robin said, from a poor uh, citizen or not even a citizen, a poor uh, yeah, uh, craftsman like or, or something, uh -huh. uh, up to a nobleman, and uh, yeah, the music reflects that. And also, the city evolves. Uh, the city in which the character lives, like from a small village up to a big flourishing city mm -hmm. and also this is reflected in the music but as the game itself the game concept the gameplay is 
quite slow, mm-hmm. it's not that the soundtrack has to fit to every gameplay aspect. It's more like an atmospherical approach yep. mm-hmm. we did. Yep. But at the same time, following the core gameplay development and the character and uh, background development mm-hmm. in the soundtrack. Combining this was not always easy, but I think it, uh, we tried to find a good mixture between those two approaches. And um, the game is... I, I saw a, a gameplay video earlier where uh, somebody started out as uh, like this American dream mode only set in Germany in 1400 where you mm. where you have to uh, like um, rank up and it starts in 1400. So how, how many years pass through, throughout the gameplay session? Do you guys know that? Is it like generations of people do you go a hundred years or is it just a couple years no it's just uh, as long as you want it's like an endless uh, yeah. game you, uh, you can play up into 2018 if you want but okay. it will still look like medieval times okay <laughs> so, um uh, and does your character die on... or something or do they just grow 600 years old No, that's possible. The, uh, you can, uh, you will die eventually, <laughs> and uh, one of your main tasks is to grow a family, to build, uh, to marry someone, mm-hmm. get children together, build your dynasty, and cool. so secure your dynasty. And, uh, oh yeah, right. Would... I saw that you can you can already go and search for a wife. Uh... In the early stages, yeah, that's that's fun. Okay, and did you? So you didn't reflect the change of the era much. Like the the music isn't tied to the to the year that's in the game. No, not at all. Because you know the medieval buildings stay. Yeah. <laughs> Even in 2018, we are still. <laughs> it's everything is still medieval, and the music is also still medieval. It doesn't turn into uh, Blade Runner style synthesizers in the year uh, 2200. <laughs> yeah, I, I would personally say sadly not. Okay. And Yannick would, would probably say, oh yeah. <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> okay. Interesting. Um, so to the music itself, um, did you guys get some live performances for the soundtrack? I saw that The Sophia Session Orchestra was credited in some way, or is it mostly VSTs? Um, it's it's actually it's yeah we it's mostly um, virtual and VSTs, mm-hmm. but but we recorded some live strings. Mm-hmm. That's why the Sophia Session Orchestra got a credit, mm-hmm. and also some live guitars. Oh, cool! Here and there, it's like you know when you have to write. A lot, a lot of music <laughs> for a game like that, which never ends. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a very, very rare thing, even in AAA games, to have you know the budget for doing it all live. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so it's how many hours to find all the... uh, did you write? When you say it's a lot of music, how long is the soundtrack? It's one uh, hundred minutes long. <laughs> oh damn! Okay. Yeah, that's a lot. Yes. Yeah, we, we didn't, uh, which is uh, important to mention, we 
didn't all uh, do all on our own. We also had a partner, Bastian Kieslinger, who mm -hmm. was responsible, who is responsible for the Spellforce 3 soundtrack. Mm -hmm. uh, Spellforce uh, 3 has just been released a couple of months ago. And uh, yeah, he wrote a couple of tracks for the Guild 3 as well. Um, and he also wrote some beautiful guitar pieces mm -hmm. uh, that uh, I think recorded live or not. Yeah, yeah, we're live. Yeah. Okay, sweet. So it's actually, it's, it's 100 minutes of music, but, you know, counting in all the, you know, variations, <laughs> I would say mm -hmm. it's more, but don't ask, don't ask us, we never, like, counted the mm -hmm. total number of minutes. It's also yeah. different to have, a, like, a soundtrack release or play it in order uh, as opposed to playing it in the game. You could just, the way you fake the loop and the way you start and end the track kind of all impact how long the total number of music, so to speak, would be. So it's kind of hard yes. to say, right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, interesting. And um, also on the composing side, what are some, some hallmarks of the music uh, of that era and, and place? In terms of music theory, are there particular scales or chord progressions that you, how do you research that did you emulate that or didn't didn't you at all <laughs> uh, yeah we uh, we absolutely did mm -hmm. and i think that's uh, uh one thing that we try to do in most of our soundtracks to bring some authenticity to the music because mm -hmm. we as you said we often write for historical settings and the historical and authentic approach is very important to us because I personally think that what could be more immersive and uh, set the mood better than authentic, some authentic uh, influences to mm -hmm. the music, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so we didn't wa only want to write some uh, like Hollywood uh, sounding medieval music, yep. uh, some uh, cheesy things, but also some authentic tunes like... Uh, original lute piece, lute solo, like mm -hmm. John Dowland style, you know, like mm -hmm. this Renaissance uh, music, or medieval dances, or what I did was I even did some research in old manuscripts mm -hmm. uh, from that time, from the medieval era, and I, for example, I found a melody from 13... Uh, 48, mm -hmm. I think that was the year of the big plague, you know, the Black oh, Death yeah. was in Europe uh, this year. And there's one melody that I, I, I'm not sure what is the name in English, the uh, Geisler, Geisler. Mm -hmm. That's uh, sure. like uh, religious uh, people who went through the streets and punishing themselves. Uh, with whips and uh, um, that was a melody that uh, I, I think I, I found a word that it's flagellant flag flagellant yeah that's yeah. the that's yeah. the right word yeah mm -hmm. exactly flagellant and uh, they went to the uh, through the streets and uh, praying to God like uh, release us from the plague and uh, be good to us we do everything like uh, but and at the same time uh, the 
wives and children were dying at home, like uh, mm -hmm. from the plague, and they were singing this melody, which I found in the manuscripts, and I thought, wow, in the game, in-game, when the plague comes to the city, I have to use this oh, melody. Oh, yeah, wow, cool. You know, and uh, so I, I did like an arrangement of that original melody and uh, thought that's very important. Uh, and that was also fun to research and to look for this kind of musical influences, authentic uh, influences from that era, from that time. So uh, the music changes when the, the plague comes. So are there in-game events uh, that trigger certain um, changes in the music as well? Yeah, yes. exactly. Like, For example, the plague or a fire, mm -hmm. stuff, like, stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, wedding, war, I think. Uh, what else? Like, probably I can't, re I can't remember them all because... <laughs> <laughs> there are so many. <laughs> yeah, there are many events. Which, if, like... you, if you give birth to a child, I think there's yes, a, short, exactly. uh, a short piece that will tune in. Oh, yeah, sweet. Very cool. Yeah, I saw in the... Um, I wondered that when I saw the track list that there's a track called Wedding Dance. That's probably when a wedding takes place. Yes, exactly. Okay. Yeah. All right, cool. Uh, and is uh, is punishment from God the the, the plague track? <laughs> yeah, that's the track. Okay, <laughs> cool. I'm gonna maybe I uh, I can play that for our podcast if if that's okay with you guys. If you like it, <laughs> you can of course play the yeah. the track. Sure. So that was Punishment from God. And the, the melody was taken from a 14th century piece that was actually being sung in the streets when the plague was, was uh, plaguing people. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> That's fascinating. Cool. And, and in terms of um, like arrangement, um, chord progressions uh, and instruments and all that stuff, that's uh, mostly authentic or you try to be as close as possible? We tried, uh, we tried to do some very authentic arrangements as well, mm -hmm. but um, not for the whole soundtrack because, as we said earlier, the music evolves with the character mm -hmm. and while the character evolves and we thought it would be interesting to see the music evolving from, from very small ensembles and, uh, and instrumentation up to a big orchestra, like when yeah. the city has become the capital and the flourishing uh, city of trade and, and politics and whatever, and the music can grow up to a big orchestra. So it's not always medieval only. Yeah, yeah, that's obviously not a track that would have existed back in the day. Something that yeah. changes from like small folk track to a big orchestral piece. Oh, yeah, obviously. And for 100 minutes of music, that would be a little annoying, maybe gameplay wise, mm -hmm. uh, if you only have these medieval dances uh, playing in your ears. And that would be a little. <laughs> By the way, that's also exhausting. the reason we didn't use any bagpipes okay just, <laughs> yeah. just i had i had to say this once just because when people listen oh where are the bagpipes no no bagpipes in, in this game <laughs> sorry be, be, because they're just too obnoxious they're too far in the foreground and they get stuck in your head or um what's the reason? yeah and and come on bagpipes are kind of a cliche sure to to, to be honest and there's so much like other stuff which has which nobody used Mm -hmm. for for medieval soundtracks well, what are just... some of the the interesting instruments that you guys uh incorporated oh my god <laughs> um well of course the lute mm -hmm. like um, solo pieces yeah, so, yeah solo pieces just you, you hear in other soundtracks mm -hmm. like and we also did um some like we experimented with some sound design not like i mean obviously the game or a soundtrack the end result is not a sound design based mm -hmm. soundtrack you know it's yeah. a very classical musical composed soundtrack but still it features <coughs> some sound design elements like we used instruments and yeah changed them fucked them up mm -hmm. so to say <laughs> mm -hmm. and created our own sounds which still are very organic and very historical but different some sort but even in those sound design instruments and sounds there are no bagpipes used <laughs> <laughs> okay okay i see i see um <clears throat> yeah i feel like the music is um it, it tends to get stuck in your head anyway because it's so like the closed and and like i don't know it's hard to describe in especially in english to, for me but um it, it has sort of the tendency to to be simple and understandable like the music from the time was in in, a, in terms of the melodies that are very much in the foreground i imagined bagpipes to be especially intrusive yeah. <laughs> yes indeed uh, <laughs> and and they're also a pain to record <laughs> oh yeah are they are there good bagpipe vsts anyway 
No. Okay. <laughs> I, I I know someone who played in a medieval band for 10 years. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't say yes now because you know it, he would he would quit our friendship. Okay. <laughs> okay. So I had I had to say no. You have to have the real instrument or just leave it out. Exactly. Oh. It was hard enough to to program the VSTs with the other medieval mm -hmm. instruments mm -hmm. to get a uh, uh, kind of realistic result mm -hmm. out of them so you have to edit them as well ensembles they live of live performances right so mm -hmm. it's very hard to bring that to sample based production so what's your what's your magic what's your what do you do to make them more alive well just don't don't use click <laughs> don't, uh -huh. quanti don't use the click just play them in oh interesting actually perform i mean i think yeah yannick has very strong opinions and feelings about this so i better let him speak and shut up now. <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah well that uh, that involves a lot and when i say a lot i mean a lot of fine-tuning mm. uh, the samples and every notes and every midi signals uh, like the uh the for the loot Uh, solo piece, right? This, uh, I think you can't only play a glissando and string, and mm. this sounds realistic because it's if you play it on the keyboard, it will sound fake. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, mm -hmm. You have to tweak it and make it a little, a little more edgy, mm -hmm. and like you don't get every note perfectly on the guitar sometimes you miss a note and you miss a, a, a string or something and or you have a background if, uh, like a squeaky noise when you when you slide on the on the strings mm -hmm. and such and if you can implement all this and manage to get all this into the performance in the midi performance the sample based performance then you get a decent decently realistic sound and mm -hmm. uh, yeah as robin said no click and um, i think the the arrangement itself gives a lot uh, is very crucial in terms of realistic sound or not not so realistic sound oh, uh -huh. and, um, so if you have a good arrangement and a good instrumentation for the authentic historical tracks uh, It will add up a little to, to a good sound. Mm -hmm. I think that's also the same with when you write for a big orchestra. If you do a, a crappy orchestration and uh, your, your piece can be programmed as good as you can, mm -hmm. but uh, it will still sound crappy. Yeah. You know, because uh, it, yeah. it has to be an organic sound, an organic arrangement mm -hmm. in order to, to get a organic um, sound from the samples as well fascinating yeah i imagine it's um it's like a thousand small steps apart from the arrangement of course which is a very very big uh aspect but you have to fine-tune uh like parameters of every note and add in little mistakes and and stuff to make it to make the overall feeling uh like to make it all come together to a more dynamic Uh, and realistic sounding piece. Yes, and that's mm -hmm. also what I think is uh, 
a problem with many sample libraries. Yeah. In fact, because uh, they are too clean very often. Uh, you guys um, would get along great with with Christian Hansen. Yeah, uh, I bet we would. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. He's a, a Spitfire co-founder, and their libraries kind of specialize in little imperfections and making every note sound different. Um, but I, when I talked to him, I was I requested, I, I asked, I should say, for um, making the imperfections customizable by key switches. So. Every you could play every note on the keyboard uh, with a different imperfection depending on the on the key switch. Mm. That that would be like I I think if somebody does that someday, they they get really rich. <laughs> yeah, and it's hard to 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 create such libraries, right? Mm -hmm. Because um, sometimes you want these imperfections, sometimes you absolutely want to avoid imperfections, depending on. What you like to compose and exactly. what production you're working on, so it's very hard to get both of it in one library, and that's where live performances and live recordings would be great to have. Mm -hmm. But I think at the same time, the risk of doing such a library, you, you would probably get bankrupt pretty soon, <laughs> pretty easily, <laughs> because the, the production cost costs would be enormous. Sure, you have to because record like to 10 record, times the yeah. material. <laughs> yeah, Ten, yeah it's, uh, and still I don't think... I think it's this, it's this strange topic of, you know, getting something which is perfect, even with, you know, the imperfections. Mm -hmm. It doesn't exist. I rather, I personally enjoy having an uh, instrument, a virtual instrument, which can do like one job, but it can do it better than anything else. Mm -hmm. So I know where I can use it, how I can use it, what it is. And, you know, and don't have an instrument which tries to be everything, mm -hmm. but it's nothing in the end. Yeah. I think there's a, there's a difference. There's a difference between that. Yeah, so it might be required to combine instruments, uh, which you probably did too. Um, like you want, you want, for example, you want a, a very clean uh, string ensemble for the one bit, and you want something more organic and more imperfect and uh, in a more private uh, piece. Yeah, exactly. That's, uh, but different, makes, yeah, makes different sense. requirements yeah. to different pieces, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Also in this soundtrack. Um, even uh, the instruments themselves had a uh, different ring and different sound to them. Like strings in the 15th century were uh, uh, like if you had the actual instruments from back then, they would sound like the strings would, would be less brilliant than what you hear nowadays. Uh, but you probably didn't go as far as to also change the sound or find VSTs that sounded like the instruments did back then did you um i i, th I think most it, it depends on your choice of vsts mm -hmm. in the end there are vsts which are very close to the sound of the instruments back then mm -hmm. but at the same time you don't you know we, we still we still write music for the listener of today mm -hmm. of exactly. today's time and there are certain things certain rules Structure-wise, and you know, you you mentioned you mentioned earlier, it's very melodic mm -hmm. the soundtrack. 
like melody wise, which most rules didn't exist during medieval times. Mm-hmm. But we still like we still blended them in mm-hmm. into the authentic historical approach. Because yeah. Mm-hmm. We, we both know that we don't want we don't want bagpipes, we don't want two hours of bagpipes music. <laughs> but I think we can't emphasize just, that enough. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's not just it's not just bagpipes. It's, it's when you have two hours of uh, crumhorns, mm-hmm. it's the same thing. Yeah. It's also annoying. Yeah, sure. So you always have to have to find like a middle ground, mm-hmm. something which works and combine and combine both worlds. I see. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Is there is there anything else you'd like to add about the the game, the soundtrack for the game? Um, otherwise, we could move on to the more recent projects you guys have been doing. Yannick, is there anything else? Anything <laughs> interesting? <laughs> yeah, fun fun ane- anecdote or something. Oh no, yeah, no fun. <laughs> Yeah, there was no fun involved at all. Yeah. <laughs> when Yannick and I work together, there's no fun. Okay. Only... No, not really. Not really. Yeah. I mean, I only think of the 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 main theme, oh, composing yeah. process, right? <laughs> right. Uh, Is that right, Robin? <laughs> that that yeah. was no fun. No, that was no fun. I uh-huh. I wrote uh, I wrote a melody, mm-hmm. and fleshed it out a little bit, and I sent it to him, and. His Yannick's response was, this is complete crap. <laughs> <laughs> this oh, is like on. nothing memorable and, you know, I get your stuff together, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a fucking main theme, man. <laughs> you know, and after that, I was so angry at him because <laughs> I sent I sent him that track and melody like the day before mm-hmm. and he didn't write anything back. Mm-hmm. He waited he waited until the next day, no, until the, the day after the next day, 1 a.m., it was 1 a.m., and then he finally replied and just said, it's crap. <laughs> he found the words to express uh, <laughs> how much he disliked the track. <laughs> yeah, and Robin was work, uh, had been working on this uh, thing for like a week or so, I, I, I don't know. Quite a long time. Uh, Quite a long time, yeah. Okay, that's harsh. <laughs> and and I came and, ah, that's nothing. Yeah, that's crap. So did you, did you end up keeping anything from it? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, that's the, that's the good thing about our collaboration. Mm-hmm. I mean, before we send a track to a producer or a game developer, it also has to pass like the quality test of the other guy. So when I yeah. write a track and I send it to Yannick, if he says, no, it's not good enough, we won't we won't even dare to send it to the developer. Mm-hmm. Right. It's the same thing also for music he writes. So with the main mm-hmm. theme, I got so angry <laughs> after it that I just sit down and I just, you know, I, I just in total rage, <laughs> I wrote a new melody within ten minutes, <laughs> within ten minutes, and sent it to him, and he said, "That's good." <laughs> <laughs> no way. <laughs> yes, sometimes it's like that, you know. Sometimes you you keep polishing something that isn't quite there, and and starting from scratch immediately yields a better result. I mean, better is always subjective, but um, sometimes it's just like that. 
Okay, <laughs> that's actually good that you you bring that up because that's a, a question I kind of overlooked in my on my little questionnaire here, uh, which is uh, how much of the music uh, from the old soundtracks did you guys incorporate? Uh, so if you wrote a main theme, I, I guess you didn't you didn't uh, take a main theme from from a previous installment. Is there anything you you took from the previous games? Well, that's um, well we tried to do. Uh new approach because uh, the good one the first uh, installment was very melodic but not that really medieval mm -hmm. sounding and the the good two was very uh, romantic orchestral sounding and uh, as with the music there are two groups in the community uh, mm -hmm. in terms of the game itself, the games itself. One half of the community prefers the first title, the Guild 1. Mm -hmm. The other half prefers the Guild 2. So um, it was hard for us to get on with one particular approach, like sure. we do it like in the Guild 2 or like in the Guild, three, uh, Guild 1. Uh, so for the Guild 3, we decided it would be the best thing to do would be to get a complete new approach that doesn't orientate too much on the previous titles. Mm -hmm. So um, we tried to, to get some uh, some elements from the previous soundtracks that were really great, that uh, we think worked really fine in terms of music or in terms of gameplay, but to incorporate our own sound and uh, to say, uh, and to communicate to the fans, like, see, the Guild 3 is nothing like a warmed up compil compilation of old elements of the Guild mm -hmm. series, so, uh, but rather a complete new game and, uh, and a new approach. And also in terms of music, like we didn't only warm up old musical ideas. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Great. I mean, it should, I think our aim was that it, when you play the game you should feel at home mm -hmm. but at the same time it doesn't sound like your original home <laughs> you're <laughs> supposed to hear mm -hmm. oh yeah that was i think that was our goal it's you know it, it, i say it was our goal because <laughs> it's kind of it's, it's always difficult to you know in retro's perspective mm -hmm. to look at what you've done i don't know whether we succeeded I don't know. Well, maybe we, maybe we have, maybe we, not. We, I think we would have done a lot of things different nowadays. Uh, yes. If you look at it retrospectively now, mm -hmm. uh, I think we would do some things different now. But uh, sure. I hope that the soundtrack will please the guild community, and I hope it works. Uh, it will work well gameplay-wise and. Uh, and is able to to bring some immersion and uh, mood and atmosphere to the game. I'm sure it does. Um, yeah, I, I'll I'll just uh, go ahead and say I I think uh, it works quite well with the game. I haven't played the game itself. It, I just watched some videos, but so far uh, I had a really good impression of the music and the soundtrack, uh, like solo as well. So. Um, yeah, I wouldn't cool. worry too much. That's great to hear. <laughs> yeah. thank, thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, um, 
So, uh, what what are you guys uh, doing next? Well, what are you up to now? Since uh, the Guild soundtrack has been finished for over a year, I'm sure you've already uh, embarked in, on some new adventures in the meantime. Yeah, I um, yeah, we're working right now actually on two games. Mm -hmm. um, one of, like one game is already like publicly announced, which is Foundation. Mm -hmm. It's a game uh, developed by Polymorph Games. Uh, Canadian game dev mm -hmm. and yeah it's it's a great city building game again set during medieval times mm -hmm. <laughs> surprise surprise mm -hmm. I, I can promise you that we also won't use any bagpipes there <laughs> very good so that's that's your guarantee that should be like your claim on your website so if you yeah. hire us there will be no bagpipes 100% bagpipe free yeah. <laughs> No, and um, yeah, there's also another game we are sadly not allowed to talk about yet. Okay. But yeah, it's a pretty exciting project. And to continue with the backpack thing, um, mm -hmm. we just, we had another project uh, which came out like, oh my God, three weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And it was a DLC, a, no, no DLC, an immersion pack for Europa Universalis. <laughs> an immersion pack. Yeah, called Rule Britannia, mm -hmm. and we used bagpipes. Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> what happened there? <laughs> like every track has bagpipes in it. <laughs> okay, fair. Yeah, I mean it lends itself to that, right? Rule Britannia yes, sounds like, like that needs backpacks. Uh, backpacks, yeah, I say. That backpipes. was like a, like a war themed music like it was like more military uh, militaristic mm -hmm. uh, sounding music was required and uh, also influenced by the scottish or irish uh, ancient uh, ancient music style so that requires bagpipes right you can't get around them mm -hmm. okay this, uh, yeah with this breaching yeah, so, I think that would yeah, have been did. a complaint actually if you hadn't used them. There. Yeah, <laughs> it's not the 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 Highland bagpipes like the traditional Highland bagpipes because that would be a little difficult to get into a game and mm -hmm. not getting tired too quickly in game because Urban Universalis is also a very slow yeah. game. Yeah, and uh, doesn't evolve too quickly, so you will be hearing the music uh, over and over again. And so we did. So we used some like older bagpipes and smaller bagpipes, and not the traditional Highland bagpipes, which mm -hmm. are very uh, prominent. Uh, yeah. Sounding. Yeah, I think you can turn them down in the mix as as much as you want. They're just so sharp. Uh, they'll, yes. they'll, they'll stick out everything. Yeah, sure. Interesting. So where did you get those? You had to use VSTs then, right? <laughs> well, with, um, with back, you know, we, we had to face our inner demons and uh -huh. use bagpipes, yes. Yeah. But um, we went a bit of a different way uh -huh. because, as Yannick just pointed out, we didn't use any Highland bagpipes. Yeah. We also didn't use Iln bagpipes, like in Braveheart. Mm -hmm. Um we kind of did our own thing <laughs> okay. again and like we mixed several bagpipes 
together, like virtually. Ah. Several bagpipes, VSTs together to have like a more flexible bagpipe sound and like kind of our uh -huh. own bagpipe sound. I see. So, yeah, that was kind of our approach to it. Like, don't get too overwhelmed with overtones and yeah. uh, high frequencies and stuff, but get uh, a, a, a warm sound or and uh, such, you know, and that's why we use different bagpipes and combine them to mm -hmm. do sound. You were like, if we have to use bagpipes, we're going to do our own thing here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Uh, uh, you know, if, if you have to use VSTs, yeah. And it's the sample only production. For example, you yes, you, you have to use VSTs, but this also gives you opportunities mm -hmm. you don't have when you just use a live orchestra, for example. Mm -hmm. I mean, just the bagpipe example, you know, layer, layering different bagpipes, creating your own sound. We also did that in other projects with other instruments. Mm -hmm. You know, because when you have when you have to rely on VSTs, you should like get creative with what you have. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Some, try to do something different. Yep. Also, in terms of creating your own voice, yeah. In terms of music, um, because everyone uses the same samples in the industry. Yeah. And you don't want to sound like everyone else, and so we try to. Do like this musical sound design uh, sometimes, or create our own versions of the instruments, mm -hmm. which still sound like the original instruments, but not quite, and uh, which makes our sound a little bit more different to to other soundtracks to make it less interchangeable. Amen. Yeah, absolutely. That's. Uh... That's important because everybody sounds the same with the same libraries, just uh, round robins of, of some generic string libraries. That's what you get everywhere, every corner. Um, so it's important to, to create your own sound to stand out. I think you guys should really, I really hope you guys meet Christian Hansen <laughs> at some point. Well, I, I met him once already oh. at, uh, at a Musikmesse three years ago. Oh, yeah. Because, because. <clears throat> we should be honest about that. <laughs> mm -hmm. We're also like a little bit affiliated to another sampling developer. Okay. Uh -huh. <laughs> so um, I'm part of Strats of Sampling. Yeah, I saw. Uh, yeah. And, you know, we use like many libraries <laughs> from mm -hmm. Strats of Sampling in our work. Mm -hmm. And Yannick also is also a huge help when developing the libraries he uh, he's a beta tester and mm -hmm. gives like shitload of feedback for us and yeah, i make them angry yeah he, he makes <laughs> he makes this you know but when he, it's a special move yeah. every, every time every time <laughs> two days could, later and... <laughs> he couldn't make me That's angry right. by writing music he just he just, he starts raging about sample libraries okay so, you know, we're, we're fighting all the time. Okay, sounds, sounds fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah, that's, uh, I think that's also really valuable to, uh, to be in that process. I, I, should, I always think I should be more uh, on the creating library sound, uh, uh, side uh, to really get behind the, the process. I, I made some contact instruments, but I think that's not, not the same as working with recorded samples and turning them into an actual library. Yeah, it's quite 
it's quite a challenge to be honest and i'm i couldn't do it like like all day mm -hmm. you know, all day long I, no. i'm very i'm very very happy that it's just like a small part of what i'm doing and the major part of my daily life is like writing music with yannick together yeah yeah absolutely okay Cool. Uh, so um, we have uh, the the DLC is already out, but we have Foundation to look forward to by Polymorph Games, uh, Kickstarter funded game which is coming out. When is there a release already? Release um, date? There's no like release date set in stone yet. Mm -hmm. um, the early access, I think, it was on the Kickstarter page will be released like by ah. the end. 2018. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I saw. Of 2019, like somewhere around that. Mm -hmm. Cool. So, yeah. Yeah, looks really, really promising. Yeah, then uh, thanks, thanks a lot for taking the time, guys. It was really, really cool to talk to you today. Yeah, thank you. Julia. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. It was a pleasure for having us. Yeah, likewise. And uh, yeah, I hope the audience found it interesting as well. Uh, so if you guys are looking for composers who will not use bagpipes <laughs> in, your, in your historic <laughs> games, then uh, look no further. That's it for today. Uh, that was a pretty long podcast for our standards. I hope you guys enjoyed it. If so, make sure to subscribe to us on SoundCloud, on YouTube. And I hope you come back for next time. I don't know when that's going to be. The monthly schedule isn't quite working out, but we will be back. We already have one or two more interviews scheduled. So um, make sure to check back soon and I'll see you then.